has a okay. conflict on Saturday, and I told him he could access the archive. Well, I really appreciated you sending me his name because, you know, I have a hearing impairment, and I thought he said Seaberg. So I was looking under SEA and SE. Anyway, Judy, this is a guy. I can't remember what call Ann and I were on together. Banquet of Books. Oh, yeah. So it was a book thing. And there was this guy on there who said, oh, writers, I want to talk to writers. You know, I have a book on Bard. So I, I wanted to know who he was. And uh, Who was he? Ann was he? Was it Steve? I thought it was Robert. Oh my what's God! What's his, what's his book? What's his book on Bard? I don't know. I haven't looked. I I oh. looked it up as soon as Ann told me his name. It's science fiction. Oh yeah, I may have him oh. on the po my podcast though because I'm interviewing authors and they probably didn't know he was blind or they wouldn't have put it on. No, I think you know, I think that's why. I think that's why they put it on. No, well, they only do if I mean they get they get really testy if the person is if the book is self published. Uh, he told them that other people who have gotten their book self published are on Bard, and well, his, are. Library, his regional library recorded it and put it up there for him. Oh, okay. Well, then that's then that can now, what, that can happen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I'm mixed up. I thought that Kurt established a rule way back in the day, because this is what I've been telling people. So if I'm wrong, set me straight. I thought that the rule was if a book is about blindness or written by a blind person, it has a 95% chance of getting on. That might've been the rule in the day. Um, okay. It, the rule now is still that they're not all that happy about books that are self-published. And if they are about blindness or by a blind person, they do have a, a better than uh, nil chance of getting on, but it's still uh, not not an automatic by by a long shot. I I know of examples that haven't made it because because the oh, topic, okay. but it's mostly because the topic was was so limited. Okay. Oh, I guess I'll be able to get mine on well, there. Well, my book is my book from Malaysia Red Dress. I received notification. A month or so ago, well, actually, my librarian in Utah, the regional library in Utah, she emailed me and said, oh, oh I saw, Abby. yes, Abby. Is. I'm sorry, yeah, I did, yeah, I, I, I saw that, uh, she saw where my book was going to be available, and I had sent it to Perkins, and I thought Perkins was recording it, so I emailed Perkins and said, oh, I understand it's available, uh, how soon will it be, will it be on, or it's, it's going to be available soon, how, I have an idea how, how soon it's going to be on board, she said, well, no, it's not. We didn't record it because we didn't get a hard copy from you. And I hadn't gotten an email asking for a hard copy. But anyway, so apparently it's somebody's picked it up and it's going to be on BART eventually. I don't know when. Well, if a regional library does it, then, then there's no problem with it being put on BART. They'll put well, on anything I, the, a regional library does. The reason I sent it to Perkins was because my regional library does not upload their books to BART. Like, so, well, I mean, they'll record them. You're, and they'll make you're, them in, you're in Utah? No, I'm in Wyoming. Oh, you're in Wyoming. I'm oh, in Wyoming. You're but right. My Your regional, regional library doesn't upload its books to part. My regional talking book <laughs> library in Utah will record the book, but then they'll just make them available just from their database. And anybody else who wants it, they have to either call, get their library to get it through so interlibrary loan. And it's a real pain in the anatomy. So that's why I wanted it up on BART. And so I sent it to Perkins because another writer, Linda Lambert, whose book also doesn't have anything to do about blindness, was, uh, had hers recorded at Perkins, and she was very happy with the experience. And so I sent my book, you know, contacted Perkins, and they apparently sent me an email saying to please, you know, I sent her the, the, the EPUB version of the book, and, and they apparently had, she said, she sent me an email saying that they'd asked for a, a hard copy, but I never got that, so I never sent them a hard copy. So somehow it got picked up, so it'll be on BART eventually. I don't know when. Take a while now because of COVID nineteen. Yeah, I imagine. Yeah, I, that's that's. I'm still it, looking so. for this month's the writer, and it's still not up there. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Some well, of it's the, interesting some of the because magazine studios, some of the magazine studios aren't recording right now. Well, I'm getting my New Yorker from Bard regularly once a week, so that's yeah. being recorded. Right. And I just got Reader's right. Digest not by a couple one of days our ago. Studios. 
but it just it's certain studios i guess hello ladies it's mary i just joined hi, you mary. Hi. hi 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 is actually putting on a magazine right now due to so we were just we we're just talking about uh uh books getting on bard and uh So I'm being set straight because I thought I thought that there was because there are so many blind people memoirs on there. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's not impossible. I'm saying it's just not an automatic. Okay. Okay. Well, and and if enough people request a book, that's probably what happened because when I when I was on a guest on the fiction old and new discussion group last fall, you know, if the book wasn't available, and I'm, I, what I'm guessing happens, a lot of people contacted Bard and said, hey, can you record this? And that, that's, that's the only thing I can, reason I can think of why they picked it up. What, yeah. I, don't, what I don't see is if your book is on Audible, which my, my, the one I've, the poetry book is not yet. I'm not doing that till after COVID-19 recovery starts. Um, but if your book is on, like, for example, Linda's book is on Audible. Why can they? Why can Bard not get the book from Audible Studios and put it up there? Because I well, well, in some cases they do get it from some of the Audible publishers, like Hachette Audio or or Brilliant. They do get those, but I don't know. That's a really good question. But when people, well, I think Judy's going to know more about this than I do for sure. Maybe, maybe, Deborah. I think, in the interest of full disclosure, I think we should tell these guys because. I don't think they know. Oh. oh, Judy Dixon is here with us, folks, because she's a I, writer too. But I work for NLS, and I'm not. But she works for oh. working oh, now. Oh, okay. I'm not here, but I'm she's not, not working representing and NLS. But I am. And, I mean, I'm fine talking about it and answering questions. Yeah. But I just and I and I'm not here representing anybody. So, but no, <laughs> but either. I work for NLS, sort of, kind of too. But but what what I was going to say is that I think. Um, uh, let's see. The, the relationships, my guess is, the relationships that NLS is developing with audio publishers is, is for full groups of books. Books, as you said, Abby, a lot of books published by Hachette have right. come over from Audible to NLS. Somebody like Linda Lambert or my friend Becky Andrews is paying someone privately to record an Anchia Petta, who we had on here yes. one time, yes. and did this too. They're paying privately, paying a narrator to record the book, and then it gets on Audible. That that has that's not Random House or Hachette or somebody or even else. Audible. Audible does even, produce their own books. Exactly. So though there's no reason to suspect that those kinds of books would find their way from audible across the bridge to NLS. Now it's possible that, and, and I don't know this, maybe the thing to do would uh, put Judy on the hot seat and say, maybe people could write to Judy. If your book is recorded privately and, and, and then uploaded to audible and made available for sale through audible, it might be possible to request that NLS you know, make them aware, hey, it's already recorded. Why don't you request it from Audible and get it well, that way through? NLS wouldn't be able to request it from Audible because NLS has no direct relationship with Audible. But what NLS could do is request it from whoever published it and, and made it available to Audible. And there that, you go. That's yeah. possible. But it, but not NLS doesn't do any doesn't have a relationship to do Audible originals or just because something happens to be published to Audible. Oh, yeah. if it was traditionally audio pub, published to a traditional audio publisher, then NLS would be more likely. Well, there are, there are some specific audio publishers that NLS now has a relationship with, and they agree on which of like Hashad and others. And they agree on which of that publisher's list of books NLS is going to do. NLS actually has a lot more available to it than than they normally uh, than they they would normally 
produce, and, and that's great. But and an interesting thing that's happening right now, NLS cannot do printed books. They can't order print books. They can't sit and review them. The Our building is closed. Everybody's working from home. Okay. And NLS has actually started a process of producing ebooks because wow. these, produ these producers like Hashad and others also have ebooks available and they've been making those ebooks available to NLS for quite some time, which NLS oh. has not availed itself of. And NLS is now sending ebooks to its traditional talking book recording studios. So oh, this is this is yeah. quite quite groundbreaking. Okay. Cool. This yeah, that's very cool. Um, at a um, in a in a in an interview that she did with Bonnie Bonnie Blows several years ago that she was doing, they were allowed to read Kindles now. About um, at that time, and they probably are now too. Because you can tell when they when they read the uh, the the table of contents, if it says the first page, the first chapter of the book starts on page seven, instead of page one, you can tell that's an ebook, or I can, versus paperback. So um, yeah, so I was distracted because I was trying to get something out of my Dropbox down to my. Braille sense you two, which I thought I killed earlier. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> I dropped it. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I dropped gosh. it and so it's a miracle. Shall we all like say a thank you prayer for their survival? Well, please? yeah, absolutely. I know. <laughs> I know how because I boy, if I had dropped my braille no touch plus, I'd be praying yeah. to I any mean I gods who are willing to help. Yeah, I dropped it really hard. Oh, so no. anyway. Um, but it's, it looks like it's working here. I'm, uh, yeah, except, oh, that's uh, good. except I, you know, I, I, I don't multitask. Do we all find that we're not multitasking as well as we used to? No, I don't. I can't even walk and chew gum at the same time. That's how bad I am. At I, mean, I, I used to be able literally to read a Braille magazine and listen to a talking book at the same time. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I used and, to do that 40 yeah, years ago. I know. I know. That's the problem. 40 <laughs> years ago. Amen. Okay. Well, my late so. husband, Bill, was amazing. He could listen to a talking book and peel potatoes. And <laughs> I tried. And what? I tried Say that again? And oh, he could listen to a talking book and peel potatoes. Well, that's nothing. Oh, and sorry. I, oh, <laughs> Well, maybe it's nothing to you, but I've tried. I, I don't peel potatoes, but I've tried cooking while listening to a book. And, uh, you know, it's hard because I am either paying more attention to the book and then to my cooking or I'm paying more attention to cooking into the book. So I just, my brain cannot focus on two things at once, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're all different, but that's how I've done most of my cooking for 40 years is while listening to talking books. Yeah, well, I mean, there's some, some, some things that you can't, I can't do without listening to something, like right. breaking beans, for instance, green beans. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, something that's yeah. so mundane. You know, peeling potatoes probably is uh, mundane enough. I can't, I can't listen to a talking book and music at the same time. Oh, no. To to bring it back more to writing, as we are going to get there, folks, I swear. In <laughs> really? <a> moment, <laughs> but, yeah, but, but, you know, Stephen King, who um, for so many years I thought was like this strange horror fiction hack writer, and now I am so in love with Stephen King. Um, ever since 112263, and now I've read so many of his books, and I just think he's so brilliant, and I hang on his every word about writing. Um, but he talks about writing. I mean, I, I feel like I can see it. He has this, you know, studio that's a separate building behind his house where he goes to write, and he blasts rock and roll music while he writes oh, wow. oh, and oh that my blows gosh. my mind because <laughs> yeah. if i if i'm writing and i turn on music forget the writing i'm gonna listen yeah. to the music yeah and i 
I, I don't, I mean, but it's so fascinating how differently all our brains work. So now, um, I can write and listen to music. I, I will do that. In fact, it got, and music kind of really? helps me stay focused, uh, you know. So, but we're all different, like you say. So, and I'm drafting. Yeah. And you're, you're a music therapist, right? So, I was, yeah, yeah. So, I was a so music maybe, yes. maybe that's partly why that works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody. You know, what works for one person won't work for somebody else. So I, I threw out these questions when I um, sent out the announcement. Okay, you guys, I have never done this, but I want to do something really self-indulgent before I jump into those questions, because I did something really uncharacteristic today. Um, my granddaughter turned seven today, and oh, wow. I, haven't, I haven't seen any of my family for well over a month, oh. even though they live two miles away. Yeah. And I called my daughter this morning and I, I, well, I called Evelyn first cause it's her birthday after all. And, you know, saying happy birthday to her and we talked birthday. And then I talked to my daughter and I said, can you come over and pick up presents? And, um, so around three 30 this afternoon, I knew she was going to come sometime soon. I didn't know when. And I thought, Oh, I have presents, but I don't have a card. I'm such a jerk. I don't have a card. Oh, no. So I went to the computer, and I wrote a poem. And I wrote it really fast. And I'm really kind of tickle pink with it. And anyway, I will tell you the rest of the happy story, which is that um, Melinda brought Evelyn with her. Oh. I haven't seen any of them since March 10th. And um, she brought Evelyn with her, and she sat down and had a glass of wine with me. The mommy, mm. not the kid. And <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, I figured and, much. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Evelyn opened her presents in front of me. It was so oh. happy. And she read and she read her poem and oh my God, she's in the first grade and she reads like a like a oh like Einstein. She reads oh. so well. Anyway, but um but you know, nobody else will ever care. So I thought I'd read the poem to you guys. Well, of course. Well oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. So here, here's my poem for Evelyn, which is so much more special because we broke all the rules. And she said, oh, please, Grammy, please, can I give you a hug? And, I, and Mommy said, what do you think? And I said, I think I need a hug. <laughs> so so I, I got my hug. And then, Aww. you know, we all, you know, scrubbed out. No, not really. Okay, but we did. Okay, so here's my happy birthday, Evelyn, poem that took me about seven minutes to write. Okay. Happy birthday, Evelyn. Today, Evelyn is seven, and I am very glad. But today, I can't be with her, which makes me really mad. So, sing seven songs and make seven wishes and eat seven cupcakes to make seven dirty dishes. Make up seven stories and be seven times sweeter to your big and small brothers who make you completer. Can you make, can you make seven braids? Can you eat seven eggs? She's a dancer. Can you make seven braids? Can you eat seven eggs? Can you dance seven dances? Do you have seven legs? This poem is getting silly, but it's because I can't wait to tell you seven times how I love to celebrate the birthday of you today oh. and every year. So I'm giving you seven hugs, even though I can't be near. And we'll hug you seven more times when we can all get together, when we can have parties and sleepovers in virus-free weather. Oh, oh my gosh. Wonderful. That's sweet. Yes. <laughs> it's it so reminiscent of, um, who's, who's the, is it Shel Silverstein? Um, or, oh, gee. Yeah, Shel Silverstein <laughs> writes stuff like that. I think. I think that's, yeah. He's not who yeah. wrote poetry like that. Yeah, I'll let you mention me in the same breath with Shel Silverstein. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, no, really, very, very clever. You, you should go into the business of writing um, birthday cards for kids, you know, because it sounds just like a kid book. You know, when my kids were little, 
I used to make up songs all the time and stories that had lots and lots of verses like that, but I never wrote anything down. And they would say, tell us the one again. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-mm. So I'm really happy <laughs> I wrote this down. <laughs> so, anyway, well, anyway, thank you for indulging me. So, um, so I threw out these questions that I was thinking about when I sent out the message the other day. And I thought it'd be really kind of interesting for me if we talked about them, and I hope for you too. So, um, of course, you know, we can't get away from talking about COVID-19 because we're all so sick of hearing about it. I know, I know. But so what what do you think? Do you think that um, as, does it make any difference as blind writers that COVID-19 is here? I mean, does it change anything for you in terms of your writing? No. Well, if, if anything, I've had more time to write because I do other things. I take water exercise classes at the YMCA. I volunteer uh, at nursing homes and other facilities once a month. And now that I'm not doing those obligations, I'm staying home. I'm, I'm, I'm having more time to write, and I'm making more progress on my next novel than I normally would have. So it has made a difference for me. But it doesn't have anything to do with being blind. You know, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Right, right. Okay. And that's that's Abby. You guys say your names. I'm sorry. Yes, Judy hasn't been here before and she doesn't know your voice. Oh, sure. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, okay. What's anybody else got to say about that? This is Anne. Um, And honestly, there for a while, I felt like I was more productive then I, for some reason, I felt like I was more productive during this time than I was. Although that first week, because my birthday was March the 10th, that Thursday, I found out my daughter's school was going to be closed and I didn't get her for her spring break, which was last week, not this past week, but uh, I would have had her the week before last. And so we're going to make it up. But anyway, the point is I've had more time to write and I felt more productive and I've been doing more with my podcast because I've been, offering, you know, reaching out to people for interviews during this time to help them promote their stuff. So I feel like I'm more I'm busier now, but today I tried to write and I was stuck except for a, a little poem I wrote and put on my blog that went with my book, but I was stuck. And I don't know if it was, and I don't think it has anything to do with COVID-19. I think it was just, my brain was just saying, nope, you're done. Cause I'd reached my Camp NaNoWriMo uh, limit. My 5, oh, 000. congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a big goal because I thought I was going to have my daughter and thought I wouldn't have as much time. But Right. And then you try to change the goal and the site is still buggy and not quite as accessible as you'd like. So, And I'm not drafting. I'm revising a book that I had published that really needed a facelift. So when I hit beyond that 5,000 word mark, my brain goes, you're done. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I had an April 1st deadline to finish a book. So I'm, I think I had more time to finish it and polish it than I might have otherwise. You had April 1st deadline. So, right. you, you, so you made it. I did. You got it done. I did. And I've sent it off and I've gotten the edits back. And this is a National Bible Press. That's all I write for. So. Oh, good. A new photography book. Which I'm looking forward to because I got to figure out, I still haven't done a Zoom meeting with my grandchildren, but I don't want to be an idiot. I want to know a little bit before I do it. You know, I don't, Um, I I talk about taking videos, but I don't actually cover, you know, video. uh, Zoom videos are easy. Zoom video, which I could and should probably. You should because everybody, so yeah, but because I mean, everybody's talking Zoom. I I got on with a sighted friend, and first we couldn't, she couldn't see me at all. And then she, then we did, and then she said, "This is so weird." She said, "So I can see your right eye." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How yeah. did she know it was your right eye? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Don't ask me those hard questions. And then, and then, so then I moved around and I, so I tilted the screen back. I was on the laptop. I tilted the screen back and she said, oh, there you go. Now I see your whole face. So I said, okay, let's try it with the phone. 
So we got on the phone with Zoom, and uh, she said, and I, this is sort of hard to process, you know, because I haven't seen since I was five years old. What do I know? But she said, so I can see your face, but from the forehead down, and that's kind of weird. So, oh, okay. Isn't that what a face is? <laughs> I know. Isn't that most of it? I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> These sighted people are so demanding. I know. My brother was the same way. He he doesn't he 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 does he wants to see me. He doesn't want to just talk to me. So right. you know he so he had Skype, and so and and so my husband. This is when my husband was alive years ago. He got me a camera that I could put on my a webcam so that we could get on Skype, and then he could my brother could see me. <laughs> but and then I this don't... coming Monday. Monday night, my singing group is going to be getting together on Zoom because they want to. I, I had them on a conference line, just a regular phone conference from freeconferencecall.com, but they decided they want to see each other. So now, we're, so another gal is getting us on Zoom, then it's a Zoom invitation. So I'm going to have to figure out how to. I think they're how to get the video to work and and. Uh, <laughs> Ugh. Well, so Judy, is it too late for you to go back in and add a little? It probably it actually it probably is. <laughs> yeah, because that will probably kill you. Well, isn't yeah. there there's a button there that you can just press that says you know turn on video? She would. And and yeah, but there's no way that you can tell people how to angle themselves so people right. can see them. They just have to experiment. Anyway. And there's there's even in Zoom there's a. A button that says "Touch up your appearance," which I find fascinating. No, but that that has that has to do with the color shadings and things like right. that. Right. That's, that's not going to put more of you into the frame. Oh, it doesn't right. put, automatically put makeup on your face. That you look <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it actually kind of does do that. That, that is what it does. Oh. It, it kind of you know coats you with a with a patina. Huh. Hmm. But for me, I don't use Zoom on my phone, so because I don't do well with videos on my phone, so I just do when I do my podcast videos. I just make sure my screen is back enough where people can see me, and nobody's complained about them. Yeah, so. damn right. I think my advice for that sort of thing would be exactly the same as it is for photographs. You know, find yourself a friend or who can be a coach for the first few times and just, you know, learn by experimenting. But right now, that's kind of difficult. I mean, I was doing it on Zoom with a friend a thousand miles away, but you can't, it's not like you can get, easily get somebody to come into your... No, you don't need somebody to come in. You just need somebody to look at you when you're videoing. And they yeah. just tell you, you know, just like if you're calling Ira, they tell you, okay, turn the camera this way right. or that way or move yourself this way or that way. Right. You know? I mean, you, right. have a cam- you have a camera that works, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then you could get yeah. the thousand mile away person to help you. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, let's see. Mm, so, well, Mary, you haven't said anything. Do you have anything to say? Um, actually I do. Um, uh, I was reading, um, an article from the New York times this morning from last Sunday's New York times. And I don't know who the author was, but she expressed something that really hit home to me because I haven't been inspired to, I've had an even hard time writing for my blog I just don't feel very creative and I I just haven't understood why uh, I, and I I mean I have plenty to do I am never bored and a lot of my time is trying to figure out jaws you know because yeah. Judy I've been a I've been a um, windowize user for oh, 20 years so was I <laughs> and now yeah now you know i mean yeah, and, and it's really and hard yes you're screaming too <laughs> i said i'm still kicking and screaming about jaws and it's been three years and i'm still it's just still horrible oh my gosh i didn't need to hear that because i i think you're a genius and i 
If it makes you feel any better, I started using Jaws back in January, and I, I love it. It's great. I love it it's too. great. Uh, so well, that really, yeah. really doesn't help me. Well, anyway, well, okay, so get back to Mary and your New York yeah, Times go ahead, Mary. quote. What was your New York Times? So I, uh, so, you know, that's taken up a lot of my time and uh, frustration. And anyway, this woman said that, that uh, she was just stuck and she finally realized that she was grieving. And uh, it has to do, of course, with uh, coronavirus. And the whole, um, I mean... I mean, I'm not any more upset than anybody else. Everybody is upset. Everybody is grieving, you know, all these thousands of people that have died. But I guess it's affect. I, that's the only thing that I can think of. It's just affecting me that I just can't seem to get inspired. To, you know, like today I was really depressed, and this is this sounds kind of strange, but usually when I'm depressed, I write. But instead, today I cleaned. <laughs> I cleaned my bathroom. That works. That yeah. works. So, that works. Yeah. At least I was doing something constructive, but I'm, I'm not writing. I, I yeah. think oh, yeah. that too. makes sense to me. And I think, um, I think we're, we're all having to experience the whole grieving thing in different ways. I mean, I know for me, when John Pryde died, it knocked me out. And I mean, maybe John Pryde is nobody to any of you. I don't know. But to me, he's a national treasure. And he died on April 7th from the COVID-19. And I, I just, it was hard for me to do anything for five days, but listen to his music and listen to all kinds of tributes that were made to him on podcasts and radio programs and documentaries. And, and, and I just, I was like, just, and, and I, I guess, you know, the good thing about that is, I mean, in terms of writing, because he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant songwriter. And so while I was sort of wallowing in how sad I was and how wrong it was that he was the one who died and I won't get political, but it's hard not to. Um, anyway, that uh, it made me think about writing and about how he wrote these songs that just conveyed so much in such a few words and so humbly. And it was, it was really good to think about it. I mean, he probably helped me write my little poem for Evelyn today. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe so. Oh, the other thing was that um, she, you know, speaking of Stephen King, she mentioned him, and he, he said that uh, since he's had, you know, since we've been, you know, sheltering in place and all the uh, social right. isolation, so on, he has been very productive. So he he goes back to his little. Yeah, but he lives in Maine. <laughs> he's probably used to right. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He goes he goes back there and he pounds out you know four four hours worth of work. Yeah, and so he, think about him listening to that rock and roll music. Like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> In Maine. Like me, he doesn't. Yeah. Count, he watch the news. Mm. This, may, this may sound a little uh, mundane and and a bit self-serving, but I wonder if we're not also mourning our lifestyle. Probably. Which we don't have anymore. I've heard about that on podcasts. There's like the writer, um, I should be writing. Mer Lafferty talks about it all the time. A lot of people can't write because they're grieving their lifestyle. They can't, it's like they're in prison. They feel like, and I guess she didn't say this, but my interpretation was people are feeling like they're imprisoned in their own homes. Mm -hmm. I think people, some people do feel that way. Yeah. I'm used to it. I don't. I don't I'm not really living. No, but I don't, very I, don't, I don't think I go out as much as most of the sided people I know. I don't either. But I uh, think the option 
and you don't have that option, that's what kind of gets people. Well, that's true. This is Abby. You know, it's funny that you mentioned uh, feeling imprisoned in your own home because I, uh, that idea inspired me to post something on Facebook a couple weeks ago about people, you know, who are actually in prison or in jail, you know, they're in unfamiliar surroundings. Uh, and they're in close proximity to other people where they could actually catch the virus. But, but, but when you're sheltering in place at home, you're in your own home. You, you know, you can eat what you want when you want. You're not having to live by a strict schedule like you do in prison or jail. Of course, I don't know that from personal experience. Don't worry. But uh, anyway, so you should, you know, I, and so I said on Facebook that, you know, when you're feeling like you're just in prison in your own home, you know, look out the window and be thankful for what's out or, if you can see out the window, that is, you know, look around <laughs> you and be thankful, you know, that for what, you, you know, for that, that you're in your own home and not in unfamiliar prison and you can still talk to your family. Uh, you know, if you're in prison, you have, you're, you're, you're restricted, I think, as to how many calls you can have with your family. I know one of the gals in my sing group has a daughter in prison. And so, you know, they only can talk at certain times. So, you know, when you're at home, you can do what you want and, you know, you can still go outside and yada, yada, yada. And so then yeah. just do your own jailhouse, jailhouse rock. Dance to your own jailhouse right. rock. That was how I ended it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. You know, I, so I've been all about gratitude this whole yeah. month. Um, and I, it's not every day, but I'm trying to kind of keep a gratitude journal because I have realized that I'm, I'm so fortunate. And, you know, it's so interesting because we all know that whole business of people who see us in the outside world see something completely different from who we are. And, you know, they see the blind person, for example. And in my case, they see a mess. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> a masked person. Oh, yeah. that reminds me. Deborah, you probably saw Leonard Touchner's story on the Writer's Party Line list about how he, the, he it's not not true, of course, that the, he went out with a mask, you know, for a while. No, I, I saw it. I didn't read it yet, but I will. Oh, yeah. It's, he went you. out with his mask. It's about, well, and he gets pulled over by the police. It's, it's, it's stopped by the police. It's funny. Well, it's oh, dark humor. Awesome. It's not really funny. It's more like dark yeah. humor. I didn't right. find yeah. that funny. No, but. I, I have it, but I didn't read it yet. So yeah. anyway, well, so um, uh, yeah, now I forget where I was. Thanks, Abby. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. I got you off track. I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. It'll come back. Um, so um, yeah, seriously. You said people look at you, they see a mess. That was your last. Oh, yeah. a mess. I thought you said a mask. I know you oh, did. No, mess. It's okay. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't going to correct you. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I don't know what you're, what you were, where you were going with that. <laughs> I yeah. Now I'm not sure because Abby derailed me. I am I, so sorry. It's okay. Sorry. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Um. Yeah. So I. I, I don't know, like I'm now I'm totally derailed. But I will say this is a total separate thing. But I have a friend who um, has, she has a full time job. But she's as a, 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 a hobby, she's been studying embroidery, and she's bought all this really expensive equipment. And she um, about six months ago, I said to her, you wait, you're doing all that embroidery. You should embroider some Braille stuff. So she got a Braille software thing, and she sent me some samples of um, Braille on these, like, fabric samples, and they were so cool. But the spacing was a little bit off. So I, I told her, because, like, there wasn't the allowance for the, the right-hand side of the cell, for example, in a, a, a character that was only on the left side, like an L. So smile look like s-m-i-q you know okay you get it yeah anyway, so so yeah i was so that was six months maybe four months ago so we haven't talked about it for a while but i was talking to her yesterday or the day before and she said oh by the way i'm making masks and i'm going to send you a couple i'm making these really cool masks and it flashed into my brain and i said oh my gosh nancy 
makes a mask with Braille. And I, this could be the start of your business because this is what I was, you know, she wanted to like mask quit her job. With Braille? Yeah. I said, so make some masks with Braille. So, oh. um, so because she's doing this embroidery that's Braille, right? Okay. So she's, I hope she's going to do some, like she sent me uh, an image trying to make the spacing better. And since my daughter was here today and she knows a little bit of Braille, she looked at it and she, she sent a detailed message to my friend asking, you know, showing her how to make it right because it's, uh, Melinda made it much more complicated, but, you know, she said, the negative space is the red and the positive space is the blue oh. and dots one, two, three are positive and four, five, six are negative and here. For, and so I hope Nancy made sense of that. But anyway, so if she made masks with a Braille message on them, would you guys buy them? <laughs> what, what would be the, the point be? of... Yeah. What would the message be? Well, I told her one of the, she sent me all these samples and they said different things because she was just playing, but one said smile. And I said, smile is so nice. I, I think that, and then I, I asked, said, well, I asked a friend of mine if they had trouble recognizing people with masks on. Yeah. And I said, actually, no, but what okay. they, what is bothering sighted people is they can't see facial expressions. I said, welcome oh, to my world. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I'd like one that had a Braille express thing that said, welcome to my world. Yeah, but that's too long. That oh. wouldn't fit yeah, on the it's, Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. You know, yeah. Matt, you're kind of so limited I, on space. <laughs> what I suggested to her was smile or live. Or ACB and NFB, because those are tiny. Those would take up very little. Because she said, you know, the masks have pleats in them. Yeah, they do. So she said, you know, these masks that she's making could not accommodate very much. But you unfold the pleats when you wear them. Yeah. I, I don't know, because I haven't seen her masks yet. I don't know. Well, the, one, anyway. the ones I got also have pleats, but you pull the pleats down, you know, kind of to form it around your chin oh so i don't have any mask yet so i don't know i'm talking totally theoretically except for i had a paper mask. you know my daughter is severe asthmatic so she's worn masks for a decade or more in all kinds you know when she's cleaning or any she has she buys them by the hundreds so she gave me one when i was going to be flying a year or two ago when there was a big flu thing and I was really nervous and um did it have I guess it had pleats yeah sort of kind of anyway okay so um I've digressed us and I will digress us back because I'm good at doing that um so <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> Judy I warned you um okay so um let's talk about writers tools like are there certain things that you feel you are really depending on right now whether you did before or not I mean, what 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 kinds of tools do people want to talk about well I've, I've got one that's probably not what you're looking for but I use Alexa all the oh, time yes. for Oh, yeah, I'm a terrible speller. Oh yeah. And I'm. Yeah. Oh, hey, I mean, there she is. is. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great, Mary. I'm not a terrible speller. I was born with the spelling gene, so I always know oh, how that's to spell good. everything. <laughs> I I know. I don't know what that's all about, but seriously, since I was seven, I know how to spell everything. But I concur. I use Alexa. For synonyms, a lot. I yeah. Use things that I don't. I know how to say, but don't know how to spell. That have these weird spellings, and I'll use her to do my to-do list, make notes. Just. I, I, I use her for Wikipedia articles to get details yeah. about things. I do too. 
Yeah. Mm, not so much. And and do you know, can she do WikiHow? Because I said WikiHow the other day, and she kind of said what? I don't know. But, no, I don't uh, think she can do WikiHow yet. That may be something you might want to do with. I wonder um, if Google Home can do that. WikiHow. But you may want to talk to Amazon and give them feedback about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> WikiHow RFID. No, I don't think he does WikiHow either. Oh. Yeah, because I, I, said, I said something about it, and, and she kind of gave me a really stupid answer, and I didn't. Alexa? Somet sometimes, you know, it's, it's because you, you said something the wrong way. Oh, Alexa, Alexa is doing WikiHow. Oh, good. Yep. Must be something they've done in a recent update. Hi. Yep. Ask me how to do anything. Ask me, hi, ask me how to do anything, she said. Ooh, all right. <laughs> so what did you say? How to deal with a girl that doesn't love you. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> you want oh, she's on a roll. <laughs> yeah, great. Thanks for using the recap. <laughs> so, thank, thanks for using WikiHow, she said. <laughs> okay, all right. Apparently it's a skill now. So, what is it? You can ask her how to do things? Is that how yeah. WikiHow is? Well, no, that wasn't familiar it's, with that. It's, not, it's Alexa is a... Alexa? WikiHow. WikiHow itself is a whole thing that's emerged, which is like Wikipedia. But oh, it's how... Okay, what? How to do Alexa, things. stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So actually, what I happened, I said I said just WikiHow, and it didn't do anything. But I said WikiHow RFID, and then she launched into the WikiHow skill. What's RFID? Really? Well, RFID was what I wanted to know about. Oh, okay. So, okay. oh, wait, I'm going to try this. Okay, let's see. Um, Alexa, WikiHow Metamorphosis. Here's the Wikipedia article on metamorphosis. No, no. you suck. Metamorphosis is a biological. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. That's all right. Now you're you're all. So Deborah, um, Deborah, yes. try WikiHow RFID. Okay, Alexa, WikiHow RFID. Article. Not supported, she says. I think I triggered somebody else's echo. <laughs> you did Alexa, mine, and she's Alexa. Alexa WikiHow RFID. Here's the Wikipedia article on Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation. No, nope. that's no, FDIC. Alexa, stop. <laughs> so, so Judy, you have a smarter echo than I do. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I get into it. Alexa? I just ordered a third generation. Maybe that'll help. Yeah, that will. That will. Because the third generation to be able to do more than the second gen. Alexa, stop. And you set mine off in the bedroom. But how do you get it to talk faster, Deborah? You just say talk faster, and it talks faster. Right. You just say, Miss A... Talk faster, and it talks okay. Yeah, and you can also control, while she's reading a Kindle book, you can control the speed. Oh, yeah, I know that. that too. I just okay. got an Alexa smart oven. A, oh, wow. Amazon mm. smart oven that's completely controlled with Alexa. Oh, so you wow. got it already. Yeah, I got it. It's it's now ensconced in the kitchen. and Well, good. Air frying and... Uh, all these other stuff that it does. Okay, wow. so did you, how did you, re, so did you have somebody come in and remove your microwave and put your no, smart oven we, in its we, place? Doug, pick, Doug did. <laughs> wow. He picked up the new one and picked up the old one and set it on the kitchen table and picked up the new one and put it where the old one was. So I need a Doug. Send yeah, well. Doug over. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all could use a Doug. 
I'm sure he'd be happy oh, to help. Daddy, my brother could you know, my... <laughs> Okay. All right. All right. All right, you guys. I'm going to bring it back to um, the questions right. I sent out today. So, oh, boy. You know, uh, Judy, I want you to know, sometimes we've been up to as many as 12 or 15 people. So this is the smallest group we've ever had. But I'm, I've got to say, I think it's the most fun I've ever had. So that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, when we get together, we start cackling like hens, don't we? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So... Um, but one of the one of the questions I put in that message I sent out was one that I personally struggle with a lot, and some of you um, have already heard me talk about this. But when you when you finish a piece of writing, what is your sense or what is your your barometer for determining is this brilliant or mediocre? Like how do you guys know? How what what do you you know, do you think everything you write is brilliant? No. I'll be honest with you, no. I have to go back and edit. Because half the time I especially when I'm tired, I write and it's like crappy, but if everything I write was brilliant, my novel would be republished by now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, you know, I don't always think everything I write is brilliant. It needs, you know, it needs to be edited before I can consider it brilliant. If I, um, but there have been times when I have written poems and I've gone back and looked at them. Why did I write this? I don't know what I want to do with this, and I just don't, you know. And sometimes I've, I've written poems that didn't need editing because they were beautiful as they were. Yeah, I've done that too. I mean, I, I think that, I, go ahead, go ahead, Mary. I think one one thing that helps is uh, to let it get cold, and yeah. um, and then come back to it and read it again, and then then see if you still think it's beautiful and perfect, or nearly perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think. Thank you. I, I think I, that, that's, there's something that, that. that I wrote a long time ago, and I and I think, damn, that's good. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't know it was good back then. I'm talking about like, you know, when I was in high school or whatever. The stuff that I, yeah, but not recently. Not yeah. I mean, people say it's really good, but I don't know if they really mean that. So. <clears throat> I've got a group of betas now that help me iron out, ugh, iron out some kinks in my novels, but now my uh, freelance stuff that I do with Outlook Business Solutions and whatnot, Rachel edits those, and she'll tell me what what I need to change. That, and I get and I get irritated when I see some of the stuff in other people's writing, and I miss it in my own. So that's there's yeah, a lot of theory about being close to your own work, right? And passive voice is one of those things. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Anne, who was that that you said? You said Rachel. Who is Rachel? Rachel Carver. Yeah. Um, she, she's the PR uh, public relations specialist, uh, senior public relations specialist for Outlook Business Solutions. Okay. Yeah, there she, she hired me to write for their blogs. Um, I can give you their website. I can email you the website. If you're looking for that, uh, the, just explain to us because I I don't know. I, okay, I, what I, they do, it's part of Outlook in uh, Outlook Nebraska. Um, okay, Outlook Business Solutions and Outlook Enrichment is part of the Outlook Nebraska out in Omaha. Okay, and what we do for Outlook Business Solutions is we write, we write articles for both the Outlook Business Solutions and the Outlook Enrichment blogs. They're anywhere between 500 and 700 words. So now that I've been working with them, done a few blogs for them, um, I've, I've kind of gotten it down to a science around a little less than about 510, 515 words. And there's one thing that I learned while working with them that I did not know before. You don't necessarily, like in a Word document, you don't necessarily have to have coding 
if you've got text that you want to hyperlink, put a hyperlink into, you select the text, you hit control K, you type in the web address, and then it puts that link in there for you. And I learned that while working with Outlook Business Solutions because Rachel taught me that. She does her own freelance writing gig too. So when she edits, she'll tell you things that need to be, like links that need to be added or she told me I was missing some passive voice and things like that. And it's good to have an editor that helps with that. Oh, I have trouble. I have trouble not writing in passive voice because I've worked for the government for so long. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. Oh. I have trouble. Sometimes I'll I'll write in passive voice and don't even realize it, and uh, it irritates me to read it. Me too. So I I find so I'm going to make a huge confession here, but you know my degrees are all in English literature, so I'm supposed to be some kind of you know expert. Um, but sometimes when some of you say things about different kinds of poems or different kinds of verb tenses, I find, I think, I don't, I'm not sure I understand what they mean. And so that happened to me just now when you guys were talking about passive voice. I'm thinking, do I know what that means? I should know what that means. I have a master's degree in English. Stuff like that. Well, passive voice, a, a, a good example is, um, my teeth were cleaned by the dental hygienist. That's passive. Uh, the dental hygienist cleaned my teeth. That's active. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. So, so passive is like by, something is done by something, by somebody, that's passive. If somebody mm -hmm. actually does something to somebody, then that's active. Here's another one, too. Volunteering is a great learning ex experience learning uh, opportunity for children. That's passive voice. Volunteering okay. is children experiential learning. It's, you know, I don't even remember. I don't even know the whole sentence I changed it to, but that, you know, something like that teaches children, gives children le experiential learning opportunities and such and such, you know. I just had to reword that. Or you could say children can learn through volunteer, ex volunteer experiences. Right. Yeah. So, Judy, what did you mean when you say everything you write is in passive Oh, in the voice? government, they want everything written in passive voice. It's like, you know, yeah. it's, it's not really us. We didn't really mean to do these things. It's just somebody else is making us do it kind of stuff. gets on the nerves. Oh. Put me to sleep, write in passive voice. But when I write my books, I can't write in passive voice. And, and no, of course so not. I, it's always well, hard to There's something that. that Cassell always, she said to me, something, you know, I've, you've written 10 books for her, and I've only written two. So you're much more experienced than I. But she, she said something to me in the, at the, after the first one that, that, that you know, there's very little I need to edit with you except, and it had something, and it might have been that passive voice thing. I That's the thing she has to edit with me. Also, I tend to write in, you know, future tense. I'll say, um, you know, double tap on the, um, on the, you know, take picture button, and it will do this. And, and she doesn't like that. She, you know, double tap on the take picture button to uh, take the picture. You know, oh, she doesn't like yeah. the will. You know, oh, okay. Yeah. Like that, well, that future. makes sense. That makes sense. Right. Okay. She does, and she's always changing that in my books. Right. Okay. Well, it's tighter for one yeah, thing. That's what. That's yeah. What she absolutely. Says. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I I don't I don't I just don't think about that kind of grammar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. So and and you have an excuse because you didn't. But I'm not an English person, so what do I know? I know. So I ought to know better, but I don't. <laughs> some of the stuff they teach you is so dry. I wonder some of the stuff sticks. I mean, and plus the style guides change so much till 
What you yeah. know many years ago may not be the same as what you know now. Like two spaces after the end of a, a, a after a period at the end of a sentence. Do that no, anymore. no, it's just one space now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. They change things so much because I was taught in two spaces and typing, and then I've heard and then I've gotten other people edit stuff for anthologies and stuff, and for an anthology I was doing, and she said. You only put you you put two spaces after a period, and you're only supposed to put one space. And spell checks spell check tech, um, used to catch me with that all the time. I'm like, really? uh, I have a question about something like that. What about paragraphs? What are we doing about paragraphs these days? Well, I, I, are we leaving a line blank line between? Are we indenting? You don't in in Word. It's just one carriage return, and that puts in the space for a paragraph. And I don't know about speech users. I'm a Braille display user, but I can't see where the paragraphs are. Right, yeah. Because, so I, when I write my books, I put in two carriage returns, even though if you printed yeah. it, it would be an enormous space. But yeah. I don't care. The whole time well, I'm writing it, I do too, so I can see where the paragraph breaks are. And then when, you know, I let the editor worry about that stuff. Yeah, if when you're, I wrote if you're that writing, poem today for my granddaughter, I was really troubled that it said it was two pages. And I thought, this is a short poem. This should not be two pages. So I called Ira well, and I why. said, will you do team viewer with me and take a look? And he said, okay. So the, he said, it, it can easily be one page. The problem is that you have double. Uh, I had two carriage returns between stanzas. Oh, the way. Yeah. Sorry. Poetry. The way you keep that, you're, like if you wanted to do a return, but you didn't want it to act like a paragraph, you do shift-enter. What does that do? That what makes just it? a regular line and not a, not a double space. Oh, okay, okay. Because like if you're addressing an envelope, yeah, and you don't want the lines to be really far apart, like, like they're paragraphs, because that's what a carriage return does in Word, you just do right. shift-enter. Uh, between the lines, and then that puts them a normal distance apart. Not okay, what, you, well, what you can also do in Word. Um, when you open Word, you press your applications key, and then you press P for paragraph. That opens the dialog, and then you press Alt plus B. That gets you to the space before yes. the paragraph, yeah. and you press zero. Yep. Then you do Alt plus F to get to after, and then press zero again. And then that will single space your line so that you can you press enter, then it'll just do the one line and you don't have the extra space. Abby, can you write those steps out and send okay. them Is that as an email to us? I'm Is that seriously, Debra? Okay, yes. yes. Yeah. I can send them to you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Yeah, because I, I don't know that kind of stuff. And yeah. it drives yeah. me yeah. crazy. Right. Yeah, because word other otherwise word by default puts an extra space in there when you yes. press enter. Yeah, and so that's what I do for poetry. I have it set to zero, and then that doesn't do that. So speaking of poetry, I'm really sad that Sally isn't here. I sent her an, an individual uh, message today and asked her to come. And I, I does anybody does anybody hear anything from her because. She yeah. writes such beautiful stuff, and she Sally hasn't been. Rosenthal? Yeah, and she hasn't no, been back. Listened. No, I haven't heard from her at all since we started the prom. Quite a while. Oh, she's okay. I mean, she she sent a poem to that other list, to the uh, BOE list, uh, mm -hmm. a week or so ago, and it was beautiful. Yeah, and, and so I hope. I, I don't know. I hope she's coming back because I. Well, I, yeah, I just, she might be. Yeah, yeah. I think she's had. She, her husband's had medical trouble, having. She, her husband died a year ago. Oh well, she oh, doesn't right. have. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what the poem was that I asked her to, if she would come tonight, that she would read because the poem she wrote about that was really, really lovely. She's really a good writer, so. Um, okay, so um, let's see. Of all those things that I said we were going to talk about, I think we've talked about most of them. I need and to say, almost, I need to say good night. 
now anyway. Yeah, it's, it's almost nine o'clock, oh, and so yeah. we all do. All right. Right, uh, right. So, so next, next month, are we going to meet the second Saturday? Yeah, we'll go back to the second Saturday next month. Which I have to tell you will be one week after my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It's a very significant birthday, and I'll be all by myself, oh. and that really stinks. Oh, no. But you'll, you'll be 50. <laughs> wow. Yeah, right. Yeah, Judy. Yeah, I love you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, uh, Judy, thank you for joining us. Thank you and for inviting me. Well, yes. Yeah. And well, come come again next month back. if you like. I, thank you. Yeah. So, um, and everybody else, Anne and Abby and Mary, this is the smallest group we've ever had, but I really do think it was very lovely. So, oh, yeah, um, I quite agree. Thank you all. And thank you, Debbie, for a, yeah. a good meeting. I learned how to do WikiHow. You just say open, yeah. open, <laughs> open WikiHow. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next month, all next month, if not sooner. Thank Although you. Okay. I, yep. Okay. All right. Great. Bye. 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 Thanks for being here. 1,614 star 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 169 has left the meeting. Leave meeting. Do you want